Welcome to the Mount Olive Baptist Church podcast. I'm Pastor Carl Stokes. We appreciate you being here today with us. Our desire is to preach the Word of God effectively and clearly so that you can understand God's desire for you and your life. Tonight we're going to continue in our study in the book of Joshua. If you'll turn to the book of Joshua, you remember uh, the book of Joshua is at the beginning of the Bible, right after the book of Deuteronomy. It's kind of a continuation of uh, the Exodus account of the children of Israel. Uh, This is as they are coming into the promised land. And uh, we looked at uh, the faithfulness of God last week in uh, chapter 1. And and if you'll look with me at chapter 2 tonight, we're going to look at at this. This uh, chapter 2 deals with as the children of Israel uh, enter into the promised land. This is the first city that they come to to deal with the inhabitants there and to, uh, and to begin to the process of conquering or taking the land that God has uh, promised them. Uh, Jericho is the name of the city that they're coming to and everybody knows the, uh, the, at least the song or the uh, little story about uh, Joshua and the uh, walls of Jericho and, and how the Israelites took that. This is the introduction to that part that we're going to look at. Uh, Some interesting information about Jericho. Jericho is the oldest settlement uh, ever found uh, archaeologically. They believe that Jericho was uh, settled about 8,000 years B.C., and about 7,000 year B.C. is when uh, the city was fortified. So it's a, a very old city. And it's been there for quite some time. It is also uh, the city that a, a city that is at the lowest point on on the face of the earth. You know, uh, the lowest point in the United States, of course, is in Death Valley. The lowest point on the earth is the Dead Sea, and this is about six miles away from the Dead Sea, and so it is on the same level as the Dead Sea is. And uh, coincidentally, there's also a uh, another settlement very close to uh, the city of Jericho, uh, where they found the scrolls, the Dead Sea Scrolls. The Quran uh, site is close to this, and so uh, it's it's an area that dates back. Uh, thousands of years and so we're going to look at this and and I want to share with you uh, the story of of an unlikely person that came to Christ or came to God uh, excuse me it's chapter 2 begins in Joshua the son of Nun sent out uh, of Shittim two men to spy secretly saying go view the land even Jericho and they they went and came into a harlot's house named Rahab and lodged there. And it was told the king of Jericho, saying, Behold, there came men in hither tonight uh, tonight of the children of Israel to search out the country. And the king of Jericho sent unto Rahab, saying, Bring forth the men that are come to thee, which are entered into thine house, for they come uh, to search out all the country. 
And the women uh, took the two men and hid them and said thus, There came men unto me, but I wist not whence they were. And it came to pass about the time of shutting of the gate when it was dark that men went out. Whether the men went, I want not. Pursue after them quickly, for ye shall overtake them. But she had brought them up to the roof of the house and hid them with the stalks of flax, uh, which she had laid in her uh, on her upper, upon her roof, and the men pursued after them the way to Jordan unto the fords. And as soon as they, which pursued after them, were gone out, they shut the gate. Oh, let's just stop there for a minute. Uh, this is, <coughs> excuse me. Once again, this is a, a telling of spies going into the promised land. You recall that there were 12 spies that went out uh, way back when Moses was still leading the children of Israel and they came to the promised land and that was before the 40 year uh, wandering through the wilderness. This time uh, when Joshua sends out spies, uh, he only sends two into Jericho and it's kind of to... Uh, take a look to see the situation that's at hand. When there's going to be a military campaign, it's not uncommon that 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 uh, generals or those in charge of militaries would send spies to to look out, uh, look into the the fortifications and all that kind of thing. That's not the purpose of sending these two spies. It seems like every time that uh, that these spies that have been going, uh, the 12 spies that went at the, at the word of uh, Moses and these two spies that are going because of Joshua, they're going to make sure, they're going to, uh, they've received word from God that this is what's going to happen. This is the situation at hand. And the reason that they send these spies in is not to, to say, okay, the walls are or uh, eight feet thick and they're 27 feet tall or anything like that. Uh, they're not coming back with that kind of information or uh, there's uh, 10,000 soldiers with this kind of armament and all that. that. None of that is what they're going to look at. Uh, the primary purpose for at least these two uh, spies uh, in particular, because that's what we're looking at, is to go in and to confirm the Word of God. They're going in and in order to confirm the fact that of the facts of what God has given uh, Joshua as he instructed Joshua to lead the people of Israel to go and to lay siege to the city. So none of none of the traditional course of, of why you would send a spy uh, are they about doing you would think they would go in and find out where the weakest point is in the wall or how long they keep the gates open or uh, what the password is to any hidey holes or secret uh, entrances into the uh, city any of those things that would help them in defeating the city that's not why they go they go simply to confirm the word of God and they go in and, and uh, you might ask yourself, why is it that they went and found uh, this uh, harlot named Rahab? Well, one of the facts about Rahab is, is that she had a house that was built into the wall. 
And so uh, that is most likely one of the primary reasons why they went into her and also the fact that she probably had a, a, you know, the reputation of men going into her home all the time. So it wouldn't be uncommon for people even from neighboring communities to come over and to uh, frequent into her house. So it wouldn't look uh, suspicious for people to come uh, that weren't part of the city, that weren't well known, to go in and to be in her home. Uh, They're going there to kind of hide because of the fact that uh, somehow the, the king has found out about uh, the spies coming into the city. Now, how would the king find out about this? Well, the Israelites have a reputation of going through an area. Here you have a couple of million plus people moving through a region. They're going to they're gonna cause a little bit of uh, attention, concern, uh, they're going to have. They're going to bring a lot of worry by people because it's just a large group of people are moving through areas, and they've also been known to go into areas and where people aren't welcoming to them. Uh, they are uh, empowered somehow to overcome uh, and to defeat all the peoples that they encounter. Uh, their reputation as being led by God. Now we understand that it's God that uh, is allowing them to to defeat all the people that come up against them. Uh, they've gone through areas where, uh, for instance, they've gone through the areas of the Edomites. And uh, remember, the Edomites are distant relatives of the Israelites. Uh, Ishmael. Uh, had children and and that's where the Edomites come from um, and so uh, they're part of of the lineage of Abraham as well but they've never gotten along with uh, these these other people groups that are uh, descendants of Ishmael and so uh, as the Israelites are coming through the area they encounter uh, this land that's that's inhabited by the Edomites, and they say, "Hey, we want to just sit, simply come through the area. We're letting you know we're coming. We're going to stay uh, on the highway. We just don't we don't want you to think that we're coming in, and we're going to allow all of our flocks to graze everywhere. We're going to drink up all your water out of your wells. We're going to uh, destroy all your lands or anything. We're just coming through. We're just going through." And they, remember, the Edomites they said, "No, you can't do that." And they respected them enough to go around. And it ha- happened uh, uh, a couple of times. And so, the, it, but there were other times where people came out against the Israelites because they feared them, and uh, God gave them the the power and the ability to overcome those other kingdoms, uh, those other nations, and they even inhabited some of their lands for a period of time as they were making their way through the wandering of uh, wandering of forty years. And so. Uh, they've come now to the promised land, the land that God has promised. Now, the, uh, the people of Jericho don't understand or don't know the the promise that, of God, and so they're not really uh, they're not saying, "Oh, we got to get out of here because uh, God's going to give them our land." They're they're uh, hiding comfortably behind the walls, and they're saying, uh, uh, "We just." know that they're out there and they get intelligence from their 
uh, armed forces there to let them know that the Israelites are, are coming. And so they don't want the Israelites to have any knowledge of, of their city, and so they're looking for uh, these two spies. Uh, and the king of uh, Jericho comes to Rahab because she has been uh, uh, fingered as one who has had these uh, strangers come into her, and they figure out that they're the spies. But Rahab... Now, Rahab is probably uh, an individual that is living in Jericho that's kind of an outcast. She's most likely somebody that is is not uh, welcomed by everybody because of the profession that she's in. Uh, and here comes the king's men, and, he, and they're asking where the spies are. And we don't understand fully... Uh, at this point why she is willing to hide the spies. We'll find that out in a little while as she explains herself and in her negotiations with uh, the two spies. But at this point of the narrative, we don't know why she's willing to hide them there. Just that they that she has uh, lied to the people of her nation, her country, Jericho, and uh, she's hid these two spies. And she's told them, uh, told the king's uh, soldiers, hey, why don't you, uh, we saw them leaving, and if you go chasing after them, you'll probably get to them before they get to the mountains where they can hide. And so that's exactly what they've done. They've gone uh, hunting them down, and they've closed the gates. And that's uh, significant in a way that you'll see in a moment. And it says, And before they were uh, laid down, she came up to them on the roof. And she, uh, verse 9 says, And they said, she said unto the men, I know that the Lord hath given you the land, and that your terror is fallen upon us, and that all the inhabitants of the land fall because of you. For we have heard how the Lord dried up the water of the Red Sea, for you, and when you came out of Egypt, and what you did unto the two kings of the Amorites, and were on the other side of the Jordan, Shion and Og, whom ye utterly destroyed. And as soon as we had uh, heard these things, our hearts did melt, neither did there remain any more courage in any man because of you. For the Lord your God. He is God in heaven above and in earth beneath. Now therefore I pray the answer unto me by the Lord, since I have shown you kindness, that you will also show kindness unto my Father's house and give me a true token, and that, uh, and that you will save alive my father and my mother and my brethren and my sisters and all that they have and deliver our lives from death. So at this point, Rahab is, is making a deal with the two spies. She says, look, we, we all know what you've done to the Amorites. We know what you've done to the, the kings there that are mentioned, uh, Og and Shion. And, he, and she says, look, everybody's afraid of you because of what God is doing. And, and she says, uh, word's gotten out. You know, we all know what God is doing. Uh, your God is doing, and and what we have to understand is the Canaanites that lived in this uh, region of the land. They 
were people that had a variety of gods and they had gods that were uh, gods of the heavens and god of earth and they worshipped all sorts of different gods and and they had a different god for different purposes they had a god for fertility they had a god for uh, the harvest they had a god for rain they had a god for all kinds of different things and so when these people come in and they are saying that they have one God and He's God of, of heaven and earth, He's God of everything, and uh, He is uh, the source of our ability and our power to come. Remember, these are, even though they have been wandering through the wilderness, they're nothing much more than nomads because they were people who were in slavery in Egypt. These were just slaves that only did what were to- they were told to do. They were people who had no direction. They were people that, uh, that were not military-minded and they have been wandering in the wilderness for a period of time, a generation now, and everywhere they've gone, they've brought destruction, and and it's not, and they've defeated. Remember, they def, uh, right from the very beginning, they defeated the the most uh, preeminent army army military force on the planet, uh, and that was Pharaoh's army. As Pharaoh came out after them when they uh, crossed over the Red Sea. And every other nation that has come up against them, they've defeated. Now, you, know, you would think that uh, a nation like that, a group of people like that, would have all the lands they wanted because they're simply just going and defeating everyone. But this is a nation that's on the move. It's a nation that's been uh, crossing through the wilderness. And uh, they're not. they've not been... They don't have a long history of, of being a military might. And then all of a sudden, boom, uh, they're just defeating everybody. And so they have, they have brought fear and they brought uh, a, a sense of people being aware of who they are uh, because of what they've done. And so she understands and she has been looking at all this that's going on and she recognizes the hand of God on them. She re- And uh, this is, look, uh, there are several different things that we can learn from this. First of all, and, and we'll just kind of sum it all up because we don't have much time left and, and uh, I want to kind of get all the details from this you can read through the whole chapter if you want to and and study that but uh first of all you need to understand that that rahab even though of her background she's aware of what god is doing in the lives of the israelites and in spite of the fact that she is not an israelite she's accepted by the people of god and she's accepted by god and uh, not only that, but uh, she plays a key role in serving God by helping these spies. And uh, she lets, down, lets them down over the wall by having a window that's on the outside of the wall of her home. And, that, and she let, you know, it's a scarlet cord that she lets down and has, enables them to, to escape out of the city because the gates have been closed. And it's that scarlet cord that she she's called upon by the spies to 
hang outside of her window when she sees them coming. She needs to hang hang that outside her window as a sign of her uh, commitment to them. She asks them, say, hey, uh, I want you to save all of my family. They say, okay, we'll do that, but you've got to be in your home and you've got to lay out the cord. Uh, so uh, they make uh, they make she makes them promise to allow her to live, and they make her promise that they'll stay in their in her home and put out the cord. And so they mutually work this out, and as a result, her whole household is saved. And uh, she's integrated into the fan, uh, into the larger nation of Israel. In fact, if you'll go through and study the lineage through uh, in uh, uh, the Gospels, you'll see her name mentioned, Rahab. And she is uh, part of the lineage of King David. And as a result, she's part of the lineage of Jesus Christ. You look at that and the first of Matthew and the first of, I think, uh, Mark as well has uh, both of them. One of them goes all the way back to uh, to Adam. One of them goes back to Abraham. But you look in there and you'll find her name listed in there. And that goes to show something else. Not only is when you are a child of God that your character, your personality, who you are is going to shine forth. But going even further... Rahab, even though she was a harlot, was accepted by God. She was, uh, she didn't matter what her past was, she was allowed to be a part of the people of Israel. And she was not only allowed to be a part of the people of Israel, she is an integral part of the people of Israel, not just with these spies, but in the lineage of uh, in key individuals uh, in the history of Israel. And so what that tells us is, is God's... Uh, remember we said in, the, in chapter 1 that the key takeaway from that was is that God is faithful. This is a kind of a continuation of that. Have good courage, God said to the people of Israel. Have courage because I'm with you. And this is a continuation of that. Have courage because even though you might have been on the outside looking in, that there's room for you even if you are not a part of the people of God that God will accept you. Have courage because God will be with you if you would simply accept Him into your life. And that acceptance by Rahab is seen in that she does exactly what the spies tell her to do. This is more than just simply saying, spare my life when you come in to destroy everything. She didn't want to just, she could have just escaped out of Jericho and left before the Israelites came to defeat it. It's, that's not what she was asking. She wasn't asking, uh, not like being uh, uh, 50 miles into uh, past the. Uh, uh, the, the front in a militarized zone like if you're in World War II and finding yourself in the midst of the uh, war saying, hey, I want out, I, I want to be saved when soldiers come through. She's not, uh, she could have gotten away easily. She's asking not just to be saved when her city is ransacked. She's asking to be a part of the people of Israel. 
And so we see that, that God is a lot is willing to accept us no matter where we come from as long as we're willing to show us uh, show faith in him our faith our symbol of faith is not a red cord but that we give our heart and life to Jesus Christ um, and he's willing to come into our heart and life when we ask him into our life this is indication that God is willing to accept us wherever He finds us, wherever we find ourselves, He's willing to take us. Have courage. And also that God is with us. God is there to accept us. And God is there to... to... So if you'll read through there, you'll see uh, what else happens. That, um, And this, again, is a lead-up to the... the um, children of Israel coming in and taking the city of Jericho. Uh, this is the preliminary part of that. We'll get into the next part uh, in chapter 4 the next time we study this. And so we're going to look at that uh, at that time. Uh, excuse me, chapter 3. And uh, not chapter 4, but chapter 3. So <clears throat> all those are, are key, in, key points to understand. Uh, again, uh, time and time again, we see that in spite of the fact that these different... Let's just think about some of the other places in which we see people that normally are outcasts. Remember the woman at the well that Jesus encounters. She comes to the well in the middle of the day. Why? Because uh, she's got... She's a woman that doesn't have one husband. She's had five, and she's on another one. Uh, she's someone who has... Ill, uh, ill repute repute in her town and jesus tells her about living water that uh she's he's willing to share with her he's not talking about the water of the well but he's talking about uh salvation Uh, he's talking about himself and uh he accepts her he's willing to to take her in uh remember jesus talking about as a neighbor and he's uh when asked about neighbors and he shares the parable about uh, the Good Samaritan uh, he says you know there's three individuals that come by uh, the priest the Levite uh, all these good people that are supposed to be uh, the key uh, people in the community is showing devout uh, nature and all three of those people go to the other side here comes Samaritan and I'm sure that when Jesus told that parable there were gasps when uh, uh, they heard the character of the Samaritan who did all these wonderful things that all the religious people didn't do. And and they were taken aback by the fact that it was a Samaritan. Why? Because they despised Samaritans. And yet Jesus highlights the fact that it doesn't matter where you're from, who you are, that uh, you can have favor in God's sight. And that's the message of this, that even though Rahab was a woman of ill repute, a harlot, that she was, uh, she found favor in God's sight because of the fact of her faith, faith in God, faith in what uh, God's people would do uh, as she made this agreement with the spies. So we'll pick up from there the next time.